It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. Hi, I'm Stacy Trisankos. And I'm Stacy Farquharson. Welcome back to the Stacy and Stacy podcast. This is season three, episode four, and we are recording new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday for this season. However, we will be posting some reruns, 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 <laughs> period- <We'll be> rerunning. <laughs> <laughs> periodically on our Facebook page. So be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram so yes. you can catch those as well. So we are delving into a book written by Alice von Hildebrand, and it is titled By Love Refined, Letters to a Young Bride. And in this book, we find letters from Alice, a.k.a. Lily. That's her (laughs) nickname, and that's the name she uses to sign the letters. She's writing these letters to Julie, her goddaughter, and these letters address conversations that Lily and Julie have that the reader is not privy to, but we can tell by the context of the letters that they are, Julie is confiding in Lily and Mm -hmm. asking questions about her new marriage to Michael. And Lily responds to her in these beautiful, practical, wisdom-filled letters that we can all glean from. And the title of today's letter that we will be discussing is I don't worry about dressing well. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Julie was saying. Yes. And we're going to dive into that. But first, let's get started with prayer. Okay, cool. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this day, for your mercy and your goodness. Strengthen us during this season as we seek to draw closer to you. Lord, embrace us. Hold us tight to you. Direct our steps. Just lead us to you, Lord. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us and help us pr- protect our marriages. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So this is a short letter. I don't worry about dressing well. This was a concern <laughs> that Julie apparently had and was asking Lily, her godmother, about it. And here is Lily's advice to Julie, but it's in her book to all of us. Dear Julie, I know a woman who, while she was engaged, spent a lot of time in front of her mirror to make herself as attractive as possible for her fiancé. Now she's married and dresses sloppily at home (laughs) while making strenuous efforts to be attractive when she goes out. St. Francis de Sales does tell us that pious women should be well-dressed. But this doesn't mean that they must become slaves of fashion. There's a way of dressing which is attractive, even elegant, but at the same time, modest and simple. Mm. More importantly, attractiveness shouldn't be reserved for guests and those you meet outside the home while you let yourself go when you're alone with Michael. (laughs) The moment a couple marries, they should begin to try always to be at their best for each other physically and above all spiritually. Isn't it right that you should give your best to Michael who has given himself to you in love. And I think she's asking that question 
to all of us. Mm -hmm. So Stacy, isn't it right that we should give our best to our husbands who have given themselves to us in love? Absolutely. We should be our best for one another. And we encourage you to do a quick heart check to see, mm -hmm. are we still making an effort in our marriages? I mean, we don't want to get apathetic or lazy right. in our marriages. You don't want to stop dating after you get married. You still have to invest in your marriage just like you invested in your spouse before you got married. Yeah. And just like we want to invest in our relationship with God. Just like we don't want to become lukewarm in our relationship with God. I know that keeping the sacraments are important to everyone. But for me personally, one reason that I want to keep the keep the sacraments, pray daily, read my Bible, seek the Lord mm -hmm. daily. It's because I don't want him to think that I've gotten too comfortable in our relationship. Yeah. I, I knew a woman one time that told me she did not pray <laughs> or read her Bible while she was on vacation. And I thought, how do you take a vacation <laughs> from God? I mean, we, we can't take a vacation from God. We can't take a vacation from our spouses for better or for worse and good times and bad. I want to know, I want God to know that he is a priority, even when everything's going good. He's mm -hmm. a priority for me. Yeah. And I want my husband to know that as well. Absolutely. I once heard a young mother talk about self-care. So this is a, I don't remember talking about that when I was younger, but it, mm -hmm. I guess it's a, a phrase that's used now talking about self-care and I, and I think all of this conversation gets back to something fundamental in marriage that we were talking about last week. Know thyself. Yes. Uh -huh. I've had that going through my head. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Ever since, you know, it's part of Fides et Ratio where Pope St. John Paul II uh, begins that encyclical, know thyself. But mm. I keep thinking about that because it is, if two are going to become one, the one that's you needs to know yourself so you can really unite with your husband. And I've had mm -hmm. that in my head all week. Mm -hmm. And dressing, how we present ourselves has a lot to do with knowing ourselves. Dressing is, I guess you would say, a form of self-care. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important that we ask ourselves, how do I want the world? How do I want others to see me? Uh, Stacey, you and I keep saying we, uh, I'm very keenly aware of this and I like it. I, I like this dynamic. We stand in the middle here as middle-aged, not okay, maybe closer to the old side, but we're not <laughs> old yet. We're, we're middle-aged women, converts coming into the Catholic church and, and discovering all of these great treasures like mm -hmm. Alice von Hildebrand. Mm -hmm. We're not young brides, but we're not, I don't think I'd call myself wizened yet either. Like I'm not old enough to feel like I have all the answers. I, I'm still working on myself very much. And I know that we both talk a lot about how we dress. How do we dress around the house? How do we dress when we go outside of it? You're always trying to get me to wear color and you even <laughs> succeed sometimes. <laughs> but that, but I know for both of us, because I, I watch you. I mean, it, it's it's so neat how you you have your little dressing table. And you have a you have a picture of a Pat right there. It's yeah. like, oh, she's like every time she sits down to get dressed, she's getting dressed for her man. And I, I like that. But we talk a lot about how we dress around the house. And no, I don't think either one of us spend hours in front of the mirror every day. But it does mean that we and I know this because we've talked about it. We shower yeah. every day. Yes. <laughs> we brush our teeth every day, put on clean clothes. And there's a certain intimacy and being home together with your husband. So we both work at home. Whatever we do, we, we do it at home. My husband is retired and always at home too. So that, that's a new phase of life. 
we're at home together all the time. And so unless I get up and get dressed immediately, he sees me in my PJs every day without my makeup, even before I brush my teeth. But there, there's a certain intimacy in being able to do that too. You can do that well. You can be in your pajamas, unmakeuped and <laughs> unshowered yet and still be presentable. Um, I don't run around the house, you know, indecently. I, I make sure that, that I look decent. And I do tend to basic hygiene, but it also means that when we go out, when Jose and I go out somewhere, whereas a young girl, I used to worry about how I looked. Now I find myself thinking about how can I dress so as to honor my husband? I, I dress for us. Mm -hmm. I want to look my role in the Stacy and Jose dino team that we are. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. You know, Lily mentions St. Francis de Sales mm -hmm. in the in the letter this week. And so I got and his, you looked it up. I, I did. <laughs> and I, I got his book. It's called Introduction to a Devout Life. And we're actually going to have a link for you if you want to download it. I downloaded it on my Kindle. But he says in this book, if a married woman adorns herself when she is not close to her husband, it might be asked, whose eyes does mm -hmm. she desire to please <laughs> by all this care she is taking? <laughs> so as far as dressing up when we go out, like I said last week, you know, Pat and I can go to breakfast and I'll throw a ball cap on. That's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But if we go to dinner with some of his friends or if we are out with his family, I try to dress up. Yeah. I try to look presentable. You know, and you do. It, you look beautiful. I mean, I, <laughs> but it's, I've seen your pictures. It's oh, when we went on our yeah. anniversary, I posted yeah. our anniversary on on Facebook. But when we go uh, out, I want to honor him, right? Yes. I mean, I don't want to embarrass him, and it's not so much to draw attention to me. It's because I want to honor my husband. I don't want to embarrass him. And <laughs> I remember the first time I met Pat's family, I was so nervous about what to wear. I mean. Can you imagine if I had something inappropriate have. written you on my T-shirt or something? I mean, <laughs> no, I can't imagine it because I've never seen you do that. No, no, but I mean, or if I had, you know, worn something that wasn't appropriate, I would not have been honoring Pat. Also, it says in the letter today, Lily says there's a way, a way of dressing. dressing. Yes. I like that. And she says, which is attractive even elegant, but at the same time, modest and simple. And Stacey, where do you think the line is? Yeah, I think you have to determine that for yourself. It's another mm -hmm. one of these things, you know, like the church. I always like to tell people who say the church has so many rules. No, the church doesn't go around dictating everything we do. The church doesn't tell you who to marry, doesn't tell you how many kids to have. The church doesn't tell you how to dress. It just says there's a way of dressing, mm -hmm. you know, that that's very consistent with what the Catholic church teaches. There's a way of dressing that is modest and it is self-care knowing yourself, but where it's okay to wear what you're comfortable in. We're in our fifties. That is a a big deal to me. I need to be comfortable, not just comfortable and like, I don't want to feel itchy and I don't want tags <laughs> bothering me. I have to feel confident in what I'm wearing mm -hmm. physically and emotionally. I, there's an emotional component to that. That's right. I wear what is attractive and I think elegant. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm, I'm also ready if somebody else doesn't think so, it's okay. I like it. I like me in these clothes. Um, and I shop now. I have certain places I shop and I buy things of certain fabrics, certain cuts that mm -hmm. I know look good on me. And that's one of the good things about getting older. You know those things. And you've come to know thyself. I've come to know thyself. 
and I know my size and I know what I wear and I know what's going to look good on me. And it, and it, I tell my young daughters, you'll get there too one day because yeah. yeah. bless their hearts when they're teenagers, you got to try everything. But, but like when I left my full-time job a year ago at the St. Philip Institute with Bishop Strickland, I had to get dressed in suits every day. It was yeah. business almost formal because it's a bishop. Right. You know? I had to dress in suits and I had to, I had to, I did I felt kind of bad because I got dressed up every day to go to work. And then when I come home, I'd rip all that stuff off and especially the pantyhose yeah. and get into loungewear and around my husband. But once I left and stayed home, like I always think it, a sense of humor is so important. I can't say that enough. Jose and I used to take things way too seriously. But when I was going to be home working, I went online and just as a little celebration, I bought myself, I like J. Jill. I went on to J. Jill and I bought myself these matching cotton pajama pants and Ooh. shirt and it had the matching robe. Ah. And it was Aww. all black. But I told Jose <laughs> this. This is my new work clothes. I'm going to be wearing these lounge clothes as a celebration of being comfortable at home. And I do do that. But I also get up and brush my hair and brush my teeth and I put minimal makeup on. And and I look I look cute in my lounge clothes. <laughs> um, and he laughed about that. He knew he knew that I liked that. But the thing is, Jose would also, so we're talking about honoring our husbands. Jose, Jose would never want me to wear something that conveyed a lack of dignity. And that took some stuff to work out. And we're, we are, we've been doing this long enough now to be comfortable with it. But there were bumps in our early years of if, if something, especially we had four babies and I would put on a shirt that was maybe a little too low cut. And I didn't even know, mm -hmm. like, I'm thinking it's clean. It doesn't need to be ironed. I got five <laughs> minutes. I don't even know. And and he would tell me, and that would start fights because then that was insecure Stacy. Now we understand he wants me to wear something that conveys dignity. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're married to the man, to a man who would expect that of it doesn't expect that of you, there's a problem. Like if a man doesn't want you to dress in a mm -hmm. way that conveys dignity, mm -hmm. or if a man is very controlling about what you wear, there's a problem, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if your husband loves you, meaning he wills your good, that's what love is, willing right. the good of the other, find out what he likes, but also be honest about what you like. And like, like I said before, I wear all black about, I don't know, six or seven years ago. I finally just admitted it. I can't do color. I suffer from anxiety. I've always had a very active brain, which is good, but it also means I run myself ragged trying to solve problems that don't matter. And one of those problems would be like trying to match clothing and I couldn't sleep because of it. And so this is just me. I, I finally just like six or seven years ago said, Jose, I, I can't do this anymore. I just, I like black. It's my color. I just want to go back to wearing it. I feel like I blend in. I feel comfortable. So my whole closet now is black, all black, everything, everything. And that gives you peace. Black. It's peace. I can't do color. And I know that about myself. And maybe it seems a bit extreme to some people, but that's me. It's enough for me to choose what bottoms, tops, jacket, socks, and shoes, and purse, and everything else. It, it, it's, all, it's enough for me to figure out the items and not have to worry about matching because that would be too much. Mm -hmm. um, it's a no can do for me. And Jose knows that. He jokes with me, though, because it's just kind of become who we are. When we go out to dinner, 
what are you wearing tonight, honey? Oh, let me guess black. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. And, and he'll do, sometimes he'll wear the color, you know? So in our partnership together, he's got the color on kind of like us, Stacey. You wear the color. <laughs> Everybody who's in my life, if you want color, it's gotta be you. Cause I don't, but you wear turquoise jewelry now. You do make me do that. And I love it. But, I mean, black is like all the colors. So it's yeah. not that I don't do color. It's just like, I'm just going to do them. It's all or none. Yeah. And, and we can't do none. So we're going to have to do all. <laughs> And then sometimes he even wears black to match and, and he is so handsome when he wears black. Aww. So I love that. But it's something that has become part of us. It's yeah. just a little us thing. The key is honor and dignity. Wear age appropriate clothing. There's a way of dressing that is, and that's a big one. Mm-hmm. How do we know what is age appropriate, Stacey? <laughs> I'm going to give you the hard uh, question. Well, I'll, I'll just answer that with a little story. Not long ago, I went to the store and bought this cute top. I was so excited Aww, to wear it. You have cute tops. <laughs> this one was so cute. And I got up to check out and the little girl that was at the registry, she said, oh my goodness, I have this dress. I wear it all the time. And at first I thought she was ringing the wrong thing up because I didn't buy a dress. I can see you standing yeah, there. I said, oh, hun, this is a top. I will definitely be wearing pants with it. This has pants. <laughs> So age appropriate, age appropriate for her would have been just fine as a dress. Yeah. But for me at this age, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. It's a no go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy if my legs don't show at all. Yeah. No, no, no. So Lily mentions Francis, St. Francis de Sales, like we talked about earlier. So the book that you bought the book. Yes, I did. And in chapter 25 of his book, it's on modest dress. Mm -hmm. So. He refers to what St. Paul says in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 2. It is my wish then that in every place the men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. Similarly too, women should adorn (laughs) themselves with proper conduct, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hairstyles and gold ornaments or pearls or expensive clothes. Paul is talking about both the inside and outside, you know, proper conduct, conduct and also how we dress on the outside. Mm-hmm. St. Francis explains that there are some factors that play into the appropriateness of what we wear. Because you can wear pearls. Oh, yes. And gold, Absolutely. Adornments. Yes. <laughs> yes. But he's referring here to some things that we need to consider. For example, he lists off time, mm-hmm. age, which we just talked that's about <laughs> character. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> character, company, and occasion. Oh, nice. So where are you going? Who are you with? How old are you? It's the who, what, when, where. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and occasion. I mean, yeah, he goes on yeah. to explain that ordinarily people get dressed up for the holidays. At weddings, they put on wedding garment, yeah. garments. At funerals, they wear the raiment of mourning. He says that when near the prince, they dress in the best attire which they take off when they are among those in their own house. Yeah. So Stacey, can you talk to us a little bit more about modesty? modesty. It is one of those virtues under the virtue of temperance. And I, I love the virtues. They're like formulas mm-hmm. for how to know what the right thing is to do, <laughs> which I found very helpful as a convert. But in the Summa Theologia, St. Thomas Aquinas, it's uh, part 2-2, question 160, if you're interested in that, article two, what? Objection three. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> this is how Catholics talk. Okay. I'm learning. <laughs> but Aquinas um, 
goes over four different kinds of modesty. Now, the first two don't really apply to what we're talking about. It's talking about humility, modesty of excellence. If, you, if you've worked very hard um, to have a nice house, nice car, do nice work, you need to moderate. That's what modesty means. Moderate that excellence with humility. Don't be prideful. The other one is talking about moder moderation of studiousness. I'm trying to think how that really fits into life, but it doesn't fit in here. It's studiousness is like if you're, you can be so curious that it's a vice. Um, you can be so hungry for knowledge that you neglect other things or it becomes a, a, an occasion for pride. But the third one he talks about regard and the fourth one, both apply here regards bodily movements and actions, which require to be done becomingly and honestly whether we act seriously or in play, you know, whether we're mm -hmm. hanging out around the house or we're going out for a nice occasion, bodily movements and actions. So modesty is not just how you dress. It's how you present yourself. Yeah. And the last one regards our outward show for dress. So there, like you were saying before, Stacy, with our relationship to God, there's an inner component to the modesty that comes out and how we present ourselves. And there is an outward show in how we dress. But what this means to me it, you need to have good manners. And yeah, even when you're home alone with your husband, have good manners. We won't go into all the bad manners we could yes. have, but <laughs> it's probably okay if... We, yeah, we won't go there. No. <laughs> There's certain bodily functions they, they don't even need to know we have. That's right. <laughs> we don't have them. We don't. Just leave it at that. But manners, good manners at home. And, and Jose his parents displayed this and it was so impressive to me because they, they do treat each other with great manners and dignity, even at home alone. And it rubbed off on us and mm -hmm. my parents do too. Um, but younger people are watching. And so when we're home alone or even around our family at home or when we're anywhere, we treat each other with good manners. We present ourselves becomingly, like we're not mm -hmm. gross mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. things. There, there's a dignity there. Right. And we never cross that bound as intimate as we are we never get gross. You know, we, we keep, we don't let that into our marriage. And we also, like I said, and I stress it because we did not always have this. A therapist once told me and Jose, if you two would, would just lighten up a little bit, you'd be on fire. Mm. And, but we just got so anxious about everything. We have a sense of humor now. Like even when we have a disagreement, one of us will throw in something funny and we'll laugh. And Stacey, that's one thing I love about you. You laugh so easily. <laughs> But manners, what what about manners? So it, it also, when you were talking, it just, you know, honoring and respecting each other, the way we talk to each other, the way we interact with each other. Even even don't chew with your mouth open. I mean, just common sense. That is gross. Just, well, yeah. I can't stand But that. I mean, you know, that's just. <laughs> okay. When my, my girls were little, they always wore modesty shorts under their dresses. <laughs> Oh, this was important. I was very, very strict about that. It was basically just volleyball shorts, mm -hmm. but you never knew when the wind was going to blow <laughs> or when one of them was going to run off and do a cartwheel. So we always had our modesty shorts on. And the cool thing is now, as my daughters have grown up and have my granddaughters, yeah. they too have them wear their modesty shorts. Because so. their grandma taught yeah. them that. <laughs> and, and my daughters took it to an extreme. That, that Honestly, my this is an aside, but in church, for church, my teenage daughters will not wear dresses. Mm -hmm. My teenage daughters always were, cared about, they cared about modesty when they were younger. And 
the only time they would wear dresses is to church in, in New York. It would be cold. Oh, yeah. And so they wouldn't, they would want to wear pants under their dresses to keep warm. And also for the same reason as modesty shorts. But then one day they're like, why do we even have to wear the dress? Like they don't wear skirts now because of modesty. They don't want just everything freely mm -hmm. open down there. They want mm -hmm. pants on all the time. So I let them wear pants to church. And if anybody ever sees them, that's why they're not in dresses for them. Even to, to homecoming dances and proms, they don't wear dresses. <laughs> but that's that's who they are. And and that's fine because there is a dignity and honor coming coming from that. But we always like to mention healthy attitudes about modesty in dress too. And just in closing, we are talking about letters to a young bride. Lily is writing to a young woman in a healthy marriage of which there are plenty of problems to deal with in a healthy marriage, plenty of bumps in the road. And Lily's writing from a healthy marriage, a woman of many years who's been in a healthy marriage and can give advice. Obviously, we are not talking about abusive or toxic, as they say, marriages. Um, and just want to say a little bit about that here at the end. There are unhealthy attitudes about how you dress. Mm -hmm. um, a woman or a man should feel free to dress as he or she chooses. You, that is a freedom. That is part of, of who you are. Love demands that we will the good of the other. If you're in a situation where goodwill is lacking, what we're saying in Lily's advice, it doesn't apply. And, and my test for that, I even, I even use it like when my teenagers are trying to get me to do something. Anybody, my, my test of coercion, I mean, you could call it your abuse test. I don't know if I'd use that strong of a word, but I always say, if I'm not free to say no, I'm not free to say yes. I think I read that in Codependent No More, that mm, book from the 70s. Yeah, yeah. But, if you're, but I like it. If I'm not free to say no, then I'm not free to say yes. So if I ever feel like someone's asking me to do something, and this would include if Jose asked me to wear something, which he's, he's never done. But if I feel like I'm not free to say no, then I'm not free to say yes. So if someone's asking me to do something and I'm not free to answer how I want to answer, then I'm being coerced. I'm mm. being manipulated. And I've learned to call people on it because I'll just say that. Look, I don't really feel, feel like I'm free to say no here. And if I'm not, just let me know. Like if I don't actually have a choice here, let's just dispense with the fact that you're not asking me, you're demanding something of me. And that yep. <laughs> calms it down right away. But it does apply to dress too. If you dress, so this is Stacy, you started out with a heart check. If you dress because you have a grudge or resentment, you need to deal with it. And I say that because that used to be me. I used to dress in a certain way, like, fine, you're going to, you know, maybe when Jose pointed out that my, my shirt was too low one time, fine, you're going to be all like that. You're going to criticize me like that. I'll dress like an old lady at age 30, you know, and you'll have to deal with that. That used to be me, I'm sad to say. But if you're dressing from a, if you're making choices, from a grudge or resentment, you need to deal with it. If you dress out of fear because you're afraid of your husband or what he might do, and if you're in this situation, you know what I'm talking about, something's not right. That is not right. And so we're not going to get all into what you do, but I can't, we can't have these conversations without pointing out things like that are not right. We're not talking about that. Don't, if you're not free to say no, you're not free to say yes. So we just want to make that clear. This advice is for healthy marriages. I'm Stacy Trisankos. And I'm Stacy Farquharson. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information. Mm -hmm.